If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Spookies Podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and this is my lovely wife and co-host, Stephanie. Hello. For our first case, we are taking you back to 18th century France to talk about a, a werewolf. Or is it? Guys, I love werewolves and dogmen. I love stories of unexplained animal attacks. I'm big into cryptozoology, which is just another way of saying I'm batshit crazy. Hopefully, that means you also find me entertaining. I was a weird child growing up, watching Unsolved Mysteries and the X-Files. I love the movie The Howling with the werewolves that look like overgrown bunny rabbits. No one really talks about werewolves anymore. That makes me sad. Doesn't that make you sad? So I chose this case because I wanted to remind people why humanity once feared the dark. I have always been fascinated by the blurred lines between man and animal, the beasts within. My lovely wife is a witch and a weirdo and the only woman I have ever met who doesn't think I'm a devil worshiper for reading books about the occult. Now with that, I will turn it over to Stephanie. Yes, I'm Stephanie, and I don't know why the hell I'm here. And I'm also witchy, but I really just like crystals in pagan holidays. I even send out cards during those holidays. Michael and I even got married on Samhain, which is also known as Halloween. And with that, we're going to get into it. A story begins in June of 1764 in southern France. It was a time of dark, miserable despair. At the time, France was in a slump, right on the heels of the Seven Years' War, of which they lost. Think of it like both world wars put together, or post-Civil War America. Everyone is poor, and people are starving, and it just was a really shitty time to be a peasant. It was like 2021. Yeah. <laughs> the Beast of Jevedon committed its first recorded attack in the early summer of 1764. A young woman named Marie-Jean Vallée, who was tending cattle near a forest in the eastern part of Gévaudan, beheld an animal. This animal came at her in a furious attack. However, she was lucky. The bulls in the herd Marie were tending came to her rescue and charged at the animal, keeping it at bay. They then drove it off after it attacked a second time. Marie described the creature like a wolf, yet not a wolf. The first... That's really the first uh, hint that something is amiss here. Right. Because what the hell is a wolf and not a wolf? The first recorded murder occurred that same month when a 14-year-old girl named Jean Boulet was attacked and killed by a mysterious creature. Her body ripped to shreds so badly that the official cause of death was by a beast. You heard that right. An actual beast. At first, most of the villagers dismissed this as a terrible accident maybe even a wolf, as these were known to attack people in the region. Death was not uncommon in the 18th century, particularly in a time of great poverty and famine, you know, from that Seven Years' War. Two months later, on August 6th, the body of a young girl of unknown age from a nearby village is found partially eaten 
Still, the villagers think this is just another random wolf beast attack. Fools. And on August 8th, two days later, there is a third victim. A 15-year-old girl is found decapitated with her head missing. Nice. At the end of the month, a fourth victim, a 16-year-old boy, is slaughtered in the hills. Again, the head is torn from the body and nowhere to be found. This is going to be a recurring theme with this case, guys. The victims' heads are torn from their bodies, and more often than not, they're missing. Which it's, is really weird. It's Zack Snyder's Cujo. Something like that. <laughs> then in September, there are four more deadly attacks. Suddenly, this was no accident. Someone or something was hungry for human blood. An apex predator, when possibly of unknown origins, was at large. One woman was killed when she stepped outside of her home. Another account describes a sister so terrified by watching her brother be devoured by the creature that she was driven permanently insane. Think about that. that that's fucked up. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. If you're gonna, it's really fucked up. You watch your brother get, you know, mauled to death by some beastie, then yeah, I think that might be pretty terrifying. Yeah. I don't think you would care, but whatever. <laughs> In 18th century France, there were many cases of alleged werewolves. Some of them, like Victor of Aveyron, a feral child, were harmless. Many other werewolves were actual serial killers who brutalized and then ate their victims. Who the hell does this, by the way? I mean, who's like out there just running around eating people? Sorry. Army hammer. <laughs> oh, gross. Europe was brimming with superstition at the time, and it was thought that a werewolf was a man in cahoots with Satan himself. For their crimes, these alleged werewolves were executed, often by beheading, burning at the stake, or being skinned alive, all to find out where the werewolf was hidden in their bodies. I hope you know we would both be burned at the stake. Oh, we, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So science at the time was growing in what we now call the Age of Enlightenment. But it still had a long way to go. For instance, people at the time believed in the pseudoscience of physiognomy, which was the practice of examining a person's facial features or expression as an indication of moral, moral character or ethnic origin. It was also associated with phrenology, the study of bumps in the skull. Scientific racism. Which was used to promote scientific racism and slavery. Another pseudoscience being pursued was lycanthropy, a type of insanity. Like Scientology or people who are just really, really into anime. In which someone believes they are transforming into a wolf. Based on our current knowledge of science, no one can physically change into a wolf. Not even a furry. <laughs> there is, however, a condition called hypertrichosis characterized by excessive hair growth anywhere on a person's body i have this kind of yeah yeah he does he's, he's hairy guys i need manscape <laughs> yeah manscaping you want to come in come in on this that'd be great moving along the beast mainly preyed on lone women and children often those tending livestock livestock or crops in the field i'm gonna say that again the beast mainly preyed on lone women and children often those tending livestock or crops in the field Sometimes the victims were found completely nude with their clothing folded neatly beside the corpse. That's weird. Very weird. No animal we know of could have done such a thing. Not one that walks on four legs. Witnesses described the beast as large with a huge head and massive claws. It had a black stripe on its back and large talons on its feet. Yeah, I know. Talons. They mean claws. They're talking about claws, but they just describe them as talons because they're very curvy, curvy. Claws. And it sounds like Jurassic Park, like raptors, you know? Yeah. Rap raptor toes. Raptors. 
Its coat was reddish gray with a long, strong panther-like tail, and it had glowing red eyes that burned like fire in the night. Some witnesses claimed it was the size of a bear and walked upright on its hind legs. Those who were lucky enough to survive an attack said the creature had a terrible odor like rotting flesh, attacking both day and night. While it killed with the savagery of a beast, it did so with the cold-blooded efficiency of a man. This thing, whatever it was, gave literally zero fucks about killing. It was fucking weird. (laughs) Some witnesses, sorry, let me go back. All right, here we go. So, a 1987 study estimated there had been 210 attacks, resulting in 113 deaths and 49 injuries. 98 of the victims killed were partially eaten. Other sources claim the man or animal killed between 60 and 100 adults and children, injuring more than 30 people. Some accounts claim as many as 600 people killed during the beast's three-year reign of terror. The villagers of Javadon were in a constant state of fear. Sheep herding was the main basis for the local economy, and farmers demanded action. Bodies ripped to pieces. What the fuck? The villagers of Javadon were in a constant state of fear. Sheep herding was the main basis for the local economy, and farmers demanded action. The amount of people killed was staggering. No one was safe. By the winter of 1764-65, to the attacks on Javadon had created a national fervor, to the point that King Louis XV intervened, offering a reward equal to what most men would have earned in a year. Tens of thousands of hunters descended on the region. King Louis also deployed a dragoon captain named Jean-Baptiste Duhamel and a number of royal troops. Yet neither the swarms of hunters nor Duhamel nor the pair of professional wolf stalkers Louis eventually sent to replace Duhamel after his failure were able to track down the animal responsible. The beast was believed to be shot by Francois Antoine in 17 of 65, its body being stuffed and presented to the king in his royal court. Plot twist. Many other attacks followed for years <gasps> afterwards. Yeah, the king thought it was wrapped up. It was all great. Things were done. They most likely had killed just some poor wolf. And that's kind of what it was viewed at at the court. They weren't very impressed by what they saw. I wonder if he said it was a hoax <laughs> created by the Chinese. The beast was eventually tracked down and shot to death by a local hunter named Jean Chastel on June 19, 1767, three years after the, the first attack. Some sources claim that Chastel shot the beast with a silver bullet and that recently eaten human remains were, were recovered in its stomach. Survivors identified it as the beast, and the experts allegedly matched its teeth to the scars left on surviving victims. The body was stuffed and sent to Versailles, but the exhibit was later lost due to the corpse being inexpertly prepared, thereby rotting on the way to such an extent that Shostal had to stop and burn it on the side of the road. So just think about that, guys. He's he's taken his beast, and he's hoping to get a really sweet reward, right? And uh, this thing, it's smelling pretty bad, and it's rotting to such an extent that they have to literally haul it out of the cart and fucking burn it. So it smells like World World of Warcraft fans. You know, or my incel brother. (laughs) Reportedly, after that last hunting, the attack stopped. Extensive wolf hunting at the time, clearly provoked by those attacks, led to wolves becoming nearly extinct in France, only now recovering their numbers to a safe levels in our present day. To this day, no one really knows who or what 
were responsible for the beast's reign of terror. Tune in next week as we discuss the various theories about what exactly was the beast of Javedon. You can find us at the Spookies Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and sometimes TikTok. Awful. Thank you.